I was seven, 18, 17, 18 at that point, and I'm like, I need to really figure out whether I should just give up or if I really want this and I need to work through it. Obviously, I worked through it, and I didn't, I didn't want to give up, but I was, I was almost there because it was, it was a scary place to be. So when a, when a lot of people have falls or they, they just lose their confidence for whatever reason, like it's, that's why I'm just, I'm like, just it's okay. Like, it's okay. Don't push yourself if you're not ready. Like, take a step back. Think about it. Think about what you want. Like, go back to novice if you have to, if you still want it, but you're not ready to do the level you were at. Just go back. Like, take your time. Welcome to the Major League Eventing Podcast. The show for eventing fans by eventing fans. Hey, Karen, we got another review on Facebook, didn't we? We sure did. What do you say? You mind reading that off? Yes, it is from Brianna By, and she says we listen to Major League Eventing to and from all our horse shows and pony club events. Great fun hearing about all these great riders and their stories. Oh, that is awesome. Thank you so much. And that's exactly why we do it. We wanna we think the podcast is great. We we listen to it when we travel on the lot. Yeah, we do. So we love listening to the podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of radio gets a little old after a while. Yeah, it does. Why not listen to you and me? Why not? Talk to some pretty cool people. Right? <laughs> so thank you so much for that. Please spread the word. Thank you so much for leaving that, that review. And we, we can't tell you how much we really appreciate that. Can we can't. No, not at all. So thank you so much. As usual, we like to talk about our sponsor, Mane and Tail, that we love so much, Karen. Absolutely. So we always like to feature a special product. So mm-hmm. what do we got this time? This week, we have the Spray and White. Spray and White. Very special product, Karen. So Absolutely. Unlike your normal shampoo, this is for your grays, your palominos, your chestnuts, things like that. Mm-hmm. There's special little magic things in there that make your horse extra shiny. But what's yeah. really nice about it is it gets out like the grassy stains and the yellow spots in your grays and all and that stuff. And your manure. All that nasty oh, stuff. Yeah. So all you do, brush your horse down, wet it down real good, and then spray it. It's like a sprayer. Mm-hmm. It's not like a regular like shampoo. It's a sprayer. You spray it, scrub it in, turns purple, let it sit for a few minutes, rinse it off. So you do that all over your horse's body. Shiny, shiny, gray. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. Lemon squeezy. So, and also, boo-boo, this is it. It's Kentucky Week, Karen. Yeah, can't wait. Kentucky, here we go. Road tripping. Road trip. Road trip. Major League eventing on the road, hitting it, (laughs) hitting it hard. So remember, when you get to Kentucky, you want to check out all the you want you want to get your spray and white camera. Yeah, oh yeah. So you're going to get over to the State Line Tack booth in the Covered Arena, number two two four two two four two two four booth two two four. Thursday, early birds. Sometime around 4 o'clock. Course walk with Caroline Martin. Caroline Martin. Listen, she's on fire right now. Yes. She's killing it. Mm-hmm. So get out there. Get some Intel goodies. Yeah. That's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. On Cross Country Day, you know where the party's going to be, Karen? Their tailgate spot. The tailgate spot. The main and tail tailgate spot. Tailgate spot. 309, Karen. It's going to be where the party's at. Okay? So we're going to get some main and tail stuff. We're going to be there. Mm-hmm. I might get Karen a little tipsy. <laughs> show up just to see Karen Tipsy. Yeah. That'd be fun. So, 
of Karen. You better be on your best behavior with our sponsors, okay? I, oh, I, I'm always on, on my best behavior. Mm-hmm. It's you that I have to worry about. This might be the last promo after Karen <laughs> gets a little tipsy at the man tail booth. So, but we're going to have a good old time. Yes, we're going to we be rooting on all the riders as they come by. We're going to have a blast. Mm-hmm. It's going to be hoot, Karen. And also, Karen, we want to make sure, again, everyone's heading on to Kentucky. So, Equine Therapy International is going to be there. This is their first time there. So, if you listen back to the bonus podcast, they have really cool blankets and leg wraps and hoof wraps and abdominal and pec wraps. And they have all these therapies that go through massage and electrotherapy mm-hmm. and red light and all treadmills. Amazing stuff. And then they have yeah. treadmills and stuff. So, when you get to Kentucky, booth number 58, it's going to be kind of uh, between the Vendor Village and the Covered Arena. It's that little route there by the food court so make your way over they're going to have the horse you're going to be able to see it test it feel it buy it yeah or rent it or rent it you can rent it you can rent that stuff it's incredible Uh, Liz Holiday Sharp she's going to be stopping in there doing some signing Mm -hmm. so keep up with the social media stop by I'm Karen and I'm Rob and Karen very special guest today yes we have five star eventer Emily Libby on the show Emily welcome Hi, thank you guys. Welcome to the show. We're so excited to talk to you. This is a, you came recommended by a secret source to us. So there's some people Uh out there that are are really behind (laughs) you and they want to know your story. So here, here's your, (laughs) you have no idea, huh? Uh, No, (laughs) (laughs) that's funny. Well, that's for us to know and you to find out. (laughs) Maybe that secret someone will come forward one of these days, Karen. Oh, that's so funny. So, hey, Emily, where, uh, where are we talking to? Where are you talking to us from? I am currently in Temecula, California. Wine, wine country. Wine country. That sounds sounds nice. Oh. Yeah. Do you drink the wine? Are you a, are you a wine drinker? I do drink a a wine. There you go. More more of the white wine than the red wine. Really? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm a red. I'm yeah. a white. You're a white person. A I just white. saw today, Karen. <laughs> you know, these doggone reports. I used to hear, drink a glass of wine a day is good for you. Now I just saw a report that says, if you drink a bottle of wine a week, you have a, a, as much of a risk for illness as if you smoked a pack of cigarettes. I'm like, what the heck? Oh, God. I know. I'm not buying. Changing all the time. I'm, these <laughs> scientists don't know what they're talking about. Wine <laughs> is good for you. I'm here to tell you. I yeah, it's fruit. Wine is perfect. It's fruit. That's my that's yeah, my grapes. serving of fruit. That's my <laughs> serving of fruit every day. <laughs> uh, They're just grapes. Yeah, right. that's all. That's all. <laughs> They're just grapes. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> so, Emily, one thing we love to do is we love to go back, hear your origin story, and hear how you got your start in riding. So, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, so I'm originally from New Jersey, and my my parents didn't ride, but my sister, she's about four years older than me. I'm assuming, I don't really know how it started, but I'm assuming since we kind of just grew up down the street from a farm and we passed it every day on the bus and she was like, I want to ride a horse. And she started riding and then I started riding and then it just didn't really stop. I think my parents thought it was like a phase and that was like a rude awakening for them when it wasn't a phase. (laughs) But, um, so we, yeah, we started, I started riding when I was like five or six and, um, it was, it was mainly my sister and I, we, we were competing all the way through high school and after high school. And 
I mean, luckily my parents were supportive enough where, and, and I think they recognized that we were both pretty good with the horses and we, we wanted to pursue it. So they were supportive in the fact of pursuing the horses and not letting us go to college and which is, it's 50, 50. I mean, I, I, I could have gone to college, but I wouldn't have been wanting to ride and do it at the same time, but I would mm-hmm. prefer to ride. Um, cause doing the horses during high school was a little bit tough cause I wanted to be a good student and I wanted to ride. So I was gone pretty much every other weekend and horses every day after school. And I was the horse girl in school and never did sports, never like hung out and did what everyone else did, which was probably a good thing. I'm sure my parents were okay with that, but, (laughs) um, yeah. So like my, my sister and I, we, we ended up going to young riders together in, in 2004, which she actually won. Um, she won, yeah, she won the individual golds and I think we got team like silver or something for area two. Um, so that was fun. And then, uh, yeah, we were, we were known as the Libby sisters and <laughs> we, we were competing a lot with each other. I, I think, you know, I, everyone asked the question since we we're competing together, like, were you guys competitive or like how did it was, who was more competitive? And I think we were both kind of like the same, i pretty sure deep down I was a lot more competitive than she was. <laughs> um, I, I kind of wanted to always top her. <laughs> well, she was the older she sister. Was, she's your older sister, right? She's older. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know if that's a younger sibling thing or not, but I think so. You get a little uh, chip on your shoulder when that's the case, you know? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> uh, but well, when, when yeah. was now, 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 so you guys were in Jersey and then you got up to, is your sister still riding and competing now? No, she's not. She actually is in Arizona right now. My mom is in Arizona as well. My dad's still in New Jersey. Uh, my brother lives in New York. So, um, I was like, my parents are divorced and that's another story I'm sure mm-hmm. we'll get into is, you know, the, we, I stopped riding and took a break from riding and sold all the horses when they were going through the divorce. And that's, I ended up moving out here because of that. But, wow. um, well, well, it, it was, it was like needed though. I was, I was kind of, I don't even know if I would say I was burnt out, but I needed, I needed a break. I needed a change. Like I think since I didn't go to high, their college and I was, so absorbed in the horses and riding and never really did much of anything else. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it obviously was devastating that my parents were getting divorced and it changed our whole family and, and dynamic of life, I guess at the time, but in a way it was kind of good for me to just, I literally just packed up and drove across the country and moved to San Diego. Wow. Hmm. Wow. And then, uh, well, I was reading, yeah, I was reading I was, your bio, like, just if we could back up for a second, like, you yeah. kind of glossed over, like, the young riders. I mean, you were really at the at the top of, the, like, you were really, like, uh, you know, you, you were kind of gearing up to, like, do Pan Ams. At, like, how old were you when you were, yeah. you were when, when all this kind of change took place? Um, I was, 
Like when my parents were getting divorced. Yeah, like so. So you know, just kind of knowing your bio a little bit, like you were a young rider. You know, you were kind of you were you were topping all like the young rider leaderboards and things like that. And yeah. then you were kind of gearing up to kind of go towards the Pan Ams at that time, which then would be, you know, followed by the Olympics. So how old were you when kind of like you had set, sights set on the Pan Ams? Um, I believe at that time I was. 19 wow because i was night i was because my birthday's in september so everything i did i was like you know how you go by the year when you can do a level yeah Mm -hmm. when i was you have to be what 14 to do prelims 16 intermediate 18 advanced and i was 13 15 and 17 when i did all that like technically yeah so um, How old were you when you went through when you went when you went around Kentucky the I, first time? I was nineteen and twenty. Wow. The, yeah, I was nine when I I ran around Kentucky and then they wanted me to apply for the Pan Ams because that was the same year in two thousand seven. And um, yeah, so I was I was nineteen when they did that, and mm. I was I was on my way to go to that the training camp for it and. You know, I, I had this like I I had this feeling. I, I don't know. I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with gut feelings, but after Kentucky, like they wanted me to apply and they wanted me to run the horse trial at Jersey Fresh, which was like less than a month after Kentucky. And I was like, oh, that's like I don't know why that. I feel like I want to give my horse a break. Like, yeah, for sure, for sure. A little bit of a time off, and I I went and I ran, and he I think he finished second. He was really good, and um. And then afterwards, I just, he wasn't like lame, but I just, I think he had some fill or something in his fetlock and I just was kind of weary about it, but I was like, oh, it's probably nothing. Like, well, I went, I packed him up on the trailer and I was on my way to Virginia for the training camp and halfway there, uh, the, the truck broke down, like fuel injectors, something went. And of course, this was like the first time I actually was driving the truck and trailer by myself usually oh, my mom was <laughs> you, you were getting ready to go to the pan ams and this was your first time you ever drove the truck and trailer by yourself like, it's just kind of neat to put yeah. that in perspective of how young you were i know you know yeah i mean i mean yeah like but of course the truck breaks down and in my head i remember when i called my mom uh, i was like i wasn't even freaking out that i was like stranded now but i was like <laughs> This, this is a sign. Like, I, there's something going on with the horse where I, I'm just not supposed to go. I just already have this weird feeling about it. And so I ended up, she, they came out and uh, picked me up, and I just went back. I didn't even go to the training camp, which was good because the horse, we got him checked out, and he needed a little bit of time. But it, it wasn't anything major. Like, I still could have run something in the fall, and I ended up going back to Kentucky the next spring. So, um, Wow. Yeah, and then who were you? Who were you yeah. training with at that time? Um, I was. I didn't have like a particular like. I didn't have one trainer, and wow, I kind I, of assumed I, I, you were like a working student, and like you were just like in no. like. A... No, I was. I was never a working <clears throat> student. I kind of knew that that wouldn't be something that would work for me. I don't think I ever wanted to be stuck with just one person because it's it's hard to have everything work with one person. So I ended up like jumping with Buck 
and then I did my dressage with David O'Connor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then um, I just I dabbled around with like when I was on the developing riders list, like it was Amy Tryon one year, Kim Severson. Um, I, I I think I got a couple lessons in with Mark Phillips. Um, maybe Carol Kazasi. Someone else was the the trainer of it, the or the coach of it, the one year. I don't remember though. Um, was Captain Mark Phillips the 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 the, the chef at that time? Yeah, he was. Yeah, well, yeah, he was the uh, the coach gotcha. at that time. And I remember him talking to me after Fair Hill when I ran in two thousand six, and then he was kind of like just a little bit like letting him know that he or letting me know that he was like watching. <laughs> it wasn't anything crazy, but it was enough to be pretty obvious that. He was watching me, so of course, and I was at that time. I was was eighteen. Wow! So that was the year before Kentucky, and uh, yeah. And then in, in two thousand eight, uh, before Kentucky, they asked me to apply for the Olympics. So, jeez, I did. Wow! And uh, yeah, and at that time, I was twenty. Um, unfortunately, Kentucky didn't go as planned. I had like perfect spring I, I think my spring was so good that I still ended up top young rider advanced young rider of the year for 2008 even though I only did the spring because after Kentucky I, that's when I took my break wow um, so you're on a break yeah. and you still won <laughs> yeah you missed was, the whole summer was, and fall season and still won the top. still won yeah wow kind of crazy it just kind of put things into perspective of wow and, I, and, like, when I think back on it, I mean, this was, like, 10 years ago, over 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. So, I'm, like, I didn't even think anything of it. Like, it was just, it was the, what I did. It was, I was good. Like, it, I, it didn't seem as big as it is when I think about it now being more of, like, an adult. Yeah. Uh, and to think, like, you know, I have some students that are, like, around that age, like 17, 18, 19, or even younger. And I'm just like, man, I was like running like my first two star. And these guys are like just starting. It was just, it's really putting things into perspective of how young I was when I was doing that stuff. And then I'm like, I kind of look at my mom and I'm like, you let me do this. That's like, she must've been so nervous. (laughs) Now, at this time, was your sister still active, or was she winding down? Was she pretty competitive still? Um, yeah, so with my sister, Jen, she she ran to three-star, the old old three-star, new four-star. Um, she went up to that level. She did, like, Fox Hall and Fair Hill. Um, I think she did Jersey Fresh as well. Um, but she, she never made it to Kentucky. She kind of – she had a couple – pretty uh scary falls just like not bad riding or anything it mm-hmm. was the horse just kind of was being lazy and it it hit the jump and tripped and, and fell and it, it kind of rolled over her and oh. mm. um it just it scared her enough to where she just she just lost her confidence to jump the big stuff and it's you know at the time i was like i don't know i was i, I didn't get it i guess but <laughs> 
now, like, like now I, I, I understand that. And I'm like, it's, I'm almost proud of her for, for recognizing it and not trying to push herself like past it, you know, yeah. and being like, Oh, I'm just, I just need to tough it out. It's like, no, if, if you're actually a little bit scared, it's not worth going out and running and, and having a bad run or, or just pushing yourself past it. Like it was, it was smarter of her to, to back off a little bit. So, but it was, yeah, it was kind of unfortunate. I mean, I, I kept going up and she, she just stayed kind of where she was at, but she didn't, she didn't stop riding until like a year after I did. So, wow. um, yeah, she, I, I was burnt out after Kentucky and then she continued to ride the rest of the year. And, uh, and then she stopped riding as well. Wow. So, so, so yeah. you're, you're, you're burnout and your, and your home situation, they combine, like if you wanted to keep riding, would you have been able to, or do you think, or was it kind of like the family was like, you had to sell your horse, you had to get out of it just because um, of the way everything worked out. There was, there was no, at no point it was, you have to sell the horses. I just remember thinking in my head, I was like, like, I, I just, I knew it was the right thing to do to not keep putting money into the horses mm-hmm. while my parents were going through that. Gotcha. Since obviously they were like paying for everything. Right. So, and in my head, I just, I wasn't sure how long one, the divorce would be or my break would be or what. And I have a perfectly healthy top level horse here. So I, it was kind of my decision even to decide to want to sell them. Sell all the horses. Gotcha. So, like, I can't. When we can get a decent amount for the horse, like, just try to sell them now rather than letting them sit for a couple years and then having, like, to deal with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The no, no, no value. That's amazing. That's you know, reading your bio and learning about you and everything. It's just so amazing to, to, to see like you. it's just, I mean, you were like top of the sport. You were, uh, uh, like yeah. America's like, you know, shining young star you know, shooting <laughs> yeah. up, you know, but that's a lot of pressure for you. Did you feel that that was the pre was the pressure part of the reason to, to take your hiatus or were you feeling um, that at all? I think I, I, yeah, I think at the end I was, and with everything going on with, with the divorce, it, it kind of just like, subconsciously got in my head and um I kind of I just I felt like there was so much going on I I needed to just do me for a little bit so and kind of and get away from everything that was going on so I mean it's I I guess at the end of the day you can say I was kind of just running away from all that but it was hard to it was hard to be around I mean my parents are fine now but at, at the time it was it was hard. Like I would hear, you know, you hear the things from both parents and I'm just like, I don't, I don't want to keep hearing the negative stuff that you're saying about him or what he's saying about her. Like I just, it was just, it got old. And then I, I actually got involved. Well, not by my choice, my, (laughs) my dad who we're all fine now, but he decided to get, myself and my sister involved in the divorce and like we got summoned and everything and it was I was it was just 
I don't know. I just, I needed to get away from it. And, um, I decided to move all the way across the country to do that. So, (laughs) well, Hey, I mean, you're smart enough to recognize that you needed some, some me time. That's for sure. And you know what? It's hard to, some people, yeah, will bury themselves in the work and other people just will understand that they, the, the work, you know, they, you can't distract yourself. You know what I mean? Sometimes you just can't yeah. distract yourself away from the problem. You have to just take care of yourself and get your head straight. So, yeah. So what'd I, you do in I California? Um, I just, yeah, so I wasn't riding. I, so after I stopped riding in Jersey, I went and got a quote unquote normal job kind of, and that's no worked fun with people. <laughs> and I, uh, I just went and worked at a Starbucks. So when I moved out to California, I was able to just transfer to a Starbucks out here. So I was, I still had work. Everything was lined up and it, it wasn't even a year by the time I moved out here, which, which I moved out here in the January of 2011. So technically I took about three years off from horses. I was still in New Jersey for a couple of years before I moved here. Um, but at that time I was with someone at the time and I, I moved in with him and lived on a lake and was away from the horses. And then when we split up is when I moved out here. So, um, yeah, so I moved to San Diego. I was just working at Starbucks and within a year, I mean, I was, I knew Holly Bennett from, um, she would come out to Ocala when I went down there and would jump with Buck as well. And, I didn't really know her, know her, but I, I knew her from some of the lessons and she was at Kentucky the year I was there and and I knew she was out here in Temecula. So I, and I was friends with her on Facebook. I kept seeing her posts and I'm like, yeah, I, I kind of miss riding. And so I sent, I ended up sending her a message and I was like, Hey, like, it looks like you're traveling a lot or any, like going around and doing all this stuff. If you ever need help with any of the horses left behind, like I, I love to just get back in the saddle and, and just start riding again. And, um, I didn't think anything of it. I just, I just missed riding. I wasn't going to buy a horse mm-hmm. or do what I'm doing now, which obviously <laughs> happened. But, um, yeah, so she, she helps me out. Uh, to, to get me back in the saddle and uh I mean long story short like Buck came out for a clinic and I ended up just going to watch and of course Buck looks at me and he's like you should be riding he's like you're too good to just be standing there in flip-flops and shorts and watching <laughs> and uh of course Holly was like oh well I have a helmet and riding pants and I, I actually still had my helmet and my saddle I brought it with me I never got rid of that so I was like, well, let me, let me come back the next day because there was a two day clinic and I was like, I'll come back and yeah, I'll, I'll sit on a horse. So I did that. And then it kind of just didn't stop from there. Wow. Jeez. Man. Oh man. Yeah. Holly, Holly Bennett. She's, um, she's been on our show and she's wonderful. We love her. Yeah. She's good. She's, uh, she's something else. Eagles fan. I don't yeah. know what part of Jersey you're from, but she's a big Eagles fan, Karen. Yes. I know, which I I don't even I still don't even know where that comes from with her. Her her brothers somehow were Eagles fans and they told her that oh, she couldn't her brother? she couldn't watch football with them 
unless she knew all the players' <laughs> names and learned about the sport. So she like immersed herself, learned all about it, and then became an uh, Eagles fan. <laughs> and she's like a super awesome, passionate about it. I love it. Yeah. I love that she is such a big Eagles fan. I'm an Eagles fan. Yeah, are, what part of Jersey are you from? Are you are you are you a football? I'm player? I'm from North uh, uh, Northwestern. So everyone would think I'm Giants or Jets, but I'm not. I'm actually Redskins, which is <laughs> just because, which, which is probably worse. But well, you guys would know. Yeah. You guys are probably Redskins fans. No, but, no. We, oh, Karen no. and I, are both from uh, the Philadelphia suburbs originally, so we are Eagles. Eagles oh, fans. <laughs> so you're well, you're you're in Maryland now, right? Yes. yes. Yeah, we live right by Fair Hill. Oh. <laughs> and actually, oh, cool. like our little our county, Cecil County, is kind of split. It's kind of funny. It's Eagles fans. Mm-hmm. Ravens, Ravens fans, and Steeler fans. So, oh, that's funny. I think the Steeler oh, fans right. here are kind of like the Cowboy fans in Philadelphia. Like they're just kind of like the contrarians that want to, yeah. like the opposite team or something. <laughs> and there's a few Colts fans because yeah. when the when the when uh, Baltimore were the Colts, but so I digress yeah. to talking okay. football. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm okay with you being a Redskins fan. You know, I feel kind of bad for you. Actually, that's oof. I yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's not like. Anyone's gonna have any competition with, with that. So, I mean, they win like the first two games and then they don't after that. So, uh, I'm sure Holly can can razz you. Do you still are? Do you still like? Are you are you close to her? Like, where are you now? Are you um, close to Holly? Like, yeah. um, I'm not familiar the, with the, yeah, was, the. I'm not familiar with that area and like the eventing scene out there. Like, could you? Explain like where you are now and and where your farm is and and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so I'm I'm actually based at Galloway Downs. Okay, um, I'm sure you guys have heard of oh, that. Oh, for sure, oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah, so I'm based there, which is convenient when they have the shows. And I mean, they have a lot more going on now with dressage shows, and they have these jumper shows coming up, which they're getting ready for. And didn't you just compete there? Like, yeah, and they just had the big their spring international event last weekend. And you tore it up pretty good, right? Yeah, I mean, I finally won. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on, you're allowed to brag yeah. it up a little bit. You're a big winner. <laughs> which, yeah, which was, I guess, surprise. You know, when you look at the entry list or who you're competing against, it was only seven people. But I, you know, there's Frankie and Tammy and James, and I was like. Okay, so I'll probably be settling for like third or fourth. Yeah, I mean, you got some tough competition. Like, yeah, I mean, it's it's not like easy, and the and the course like the course was really good for the for the springtime. I didn't think it was too technical, but it was really big and flowy, and I still asked the questions. And and uh, Tammy had a run out, and then Frankie she unfortunately slipped and. And fell on the flat, but ah. the sh- for show jumping she had two rails, and I was actually leading after show jumping. So wow. I kind of went out on cross country and just did my thing, and I just was a few seconds over the time and ended up keeping the win. So that's awesome. Good for yeah, you. I was really happy about that. Heck that's yeah! Awesome. Heck yeah! Tammy yeah. Smith was a guest on our show also, 
And oh, yeah. she, first off, she's awesome. You got to listen. I know yeah. you, you've never listened to the show. You've got to listen to this podcast. Never miss an episode. Okay, Emily? Because you are missing good stuff. But that would be interesting. I should listen to her. She was, that was yeah, a great she was, interview. Yeah, was oh, really my gosh. Good, yeah. I, you know, it's funny. The, every interview is like a, like a like a child of mine. But, and they're all special. But uh, you yeah. know, Holly's was special. Tammy's is special. But Tammy was very – um, she – spoke of west coast eventing with such passion and and she was like this is you know she spent some time here on the east coast um just before she did her interview and she's like i am west coast eventing is great people need to come out and do what we're doing and uh she you know she's a great ambassador for the west coast eventing and what a what a just a great person the west coasters are good people so yeah yeah she's uh it's she's kind of like our our role model like or you know i don't know what you even call it but like when she goes and, and competes back east she still wins yeah, yeah. She's oh, she's awesome. well. and it's like it's so good for everyone to see that it's like you can do it on any coast and yep. it's it doesn't i mean honestly though like i'm from i'm originally from the east coast and when i I remember seeing things about the eventing out in California, and I was like, how do they even ride out there? Isn't it just all sand? Like, <laughs> right. How do they do shows? And I just never thought it was possible. And then I come out here, and I'm like, wow, it's like they can do a lot out here. And it's what's nice about it. So on the East Coast, it's like everyone does their summer, spring, summer, fall up north and then they go south for the winter where i'm like here it's you can stay here year round like you don't have to move up and down the coast to get away from the weather and you still have all the venues here where you can compete and and do the jumper shows dressage or or eventing shows like Mm -hmm. yeah do we have we don't have as many shows as i do back east but we still have them here we can still do what we have to do and have the good runs and qualify to do anything so oh yeah well, you got, I mean, look, you got Holly Bennett. She's an Olympian. Tammy Smith. I mean, she's on fire. I mean, you, yeah. you guys are, you, you, trust me, I, I, you don't have to, I mean, we're, we're happy to have West Coast people on the show, but we are, we, we, uh, we definitely have a lot of respect for, 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 for people on your side of the mm-hmm. country. I mean, it's not, you know, it's not Fair Hill area. Come on, but let's get no. <laughs> just yeah. I'm just joking. It's, it was hard. Like, I, cause I went back home for like, a month before I ran for for a hill in the fall and it was, I missed it. I like, I missed the grass. I missed like, we have hills out here, but it's not, not grass. Um, it's more like tracks, like dirt. Yeah. You got to watch out for mountain lions out there too, don't you? Yeah. That and the rattlesnakes. Like, yeah. I actually know a girl who got ambushed by a mountain lion. On her mountain bike, and she lived to live to tell the story. Yeah, that's got to be scary. Though. Crazy! Oh, yeah. oh, she's been on all the TV shows. It's crazy. So she um, was a, she's a tough one. But uh, yeah, and, yeah, and before it got her, it ambushed another mountain biker um, that he didn't. He wasn't so lucky. So be careful out there. Uh, okay. Yeah. Very dangerous. I know it's <laughs> it's uh it's scary with the dogs because usually we'll let our dogs off you know, the leash and let it run around. And I saw it happen once where it's, it's like some of those, uh, some of them like kind of lure 
Yeah. The dogs to like, oh, like come here and play with me, and then Ooh. like there's there's like a pack of them like waiting. Wow. You know? and it's, it's scary. Like. It's, yeah, they're no it's dummies. They're no dummies. Yeah, and the you know dogs are like, oh, let's play. Let's yeah. chase you. I don't know who you are. You know. Oh, oh my gosh. Mm. <laughs> You know, we're up to the California stuff and mm-hmm. Matt Lyons, Karen, holy know, smokes. What, can you tell us about, like, you know, the current business that you have now? So all of a sudden you went from one clinic with Buck and Holly to now, now you're back in business yeah. full fledged. What, um, can you tell us what, what do you have going over there? So I just, I don't have anything huge. Like I, I kind of always had in my head and, and of course to start my own business was, um, very scary. Like I, so, cause I, I never really did that before when I was riding and then I took a break and now it's like, I'm at the, the age and the point where I can do my own thing. I'm not just riding my own horses and, and just playing around with it. Like it's, so it was, it was a little bit intimidating for me to, to make that step and start doing that. And it started really small with just a couple of friends and, um, I, I always in my head was, I didn't want a, a big, like a big business going. Um, cause I, I still had my goals that I, I want to compete overseas. I want to try to get on a team. I want to, I want to st- still try to do me, but I still want to have the business to help right. for me to do that and travel. So I kind of keep it from 10 to like no more than 15 horses, in the barn with me um and then like half horses are in training half are clients and i'm pretty particular with what horses are in the barn and like what clients i just i try to keep it a really happy chill atmosphere i don't i don't like the drama i don't i don't really want to teach like up down like teaching people how to ride Mm -hmm. um I like to have like the atmosphere of everyone who like really wants it and cause that it just, it gives the barn a good energy and, and having good horses in the barn. I'm, I'm not, I'm not too big on like getting in horses to sell. I'm not, that's like a hard thing for me to do. And I give people that just do that a lot of credit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Like, I think I just kind of get too, into it with the horses and attach to them so it's it's kind of hard to you know put your all into a horse and just flip it and sell it and just send it to another home like that's that's just not something i really want to get into i'd rather get a young horse train it compete it and keep going with it and see where it goes rather than just trying to just turn it into profit you know yeah um and then, yeah, just, just teaching. I, I always, I wasn't big on like teaching a lot of kids too. I don't, I don't know if it was cause I don't want to deal with the parents or <laughs> like, just having the responsibility of the kids. But the one, one of the kids who actually, she used to train with Holly, um, the mom texted me and, and I, I knew them from before when I, before I started my business and she sent me a message and she's like, Hey, we're, we're in a little bit of a pickle. Like anyway, we can come to your barn and train with you. And I was like, I think it took me like 
a little bit of time to think about it. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I want kicks. She was like 11, I think. And uh, it took me a little bit of time, but I, I was like, yeah, like, let's come to the bar and we'll all help you out and we'll just see where it goes from there. Mm-hmm. And it's, she's an incredible kid. Like she came with no confidence. She's, she was having issues and now she's completely done a 180 and I'm glad I met them. because they're, they're great people. They're a great family. She's a good rider. And now she's riding my, my old advanced horse nonsensical. And she just, nice. she just ran her first training the other weekend and wow. finished third. So I was like, ecstatic about that yeah and it's i mean i think i think a lot of people can agree where it's uh teaching can sometimes be or like having students and having them compete can be a little bit more at least it gives me a lot more anxiety and nerves than me actually riding because when i watch my kids or my students go out and compete it's I'm like, this is so much harder than riding myself. <laughs> it like, sure is. <laughs> I get so much more nervous, and I just, like, I just want them to do well. And, you know, with the kid, I just I want her to come back with a smile on her face. And, like, I want her to get a ribbon and, like, <laughs> all that fun stuff. So, um, That's funny. But, yeah, I mean, as, as far as just what I have here, it's it's pretty low-key. I don't, I don't have the big string, like, like Tammy has and um 15 and, horses and it, sounds like it's, a pretty good number. Yeah, I mean it's it's enough, but <laughs> it's, I still I still like to just stay like be able to stay focused on yeah. Uh, you know, my own horse and my goals too and not get kind of sucked into everything else. It's it's hard for me to be gone or like away from the clients and it's I I try to put my all into everything and it's it's a lot of like sharing. Gotcha. <laughs> like, I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, How yeah. about working students and stuff? Yeah. Do you have a couple people working for you or grooms or what do you? Uh, not not at the moment. Like so, it, it kind of quieted down for me uh, over the winter, which which was okay. I mean, it, it hurt a little bit, you know, in in the pocket as far as money goes, but so some some horses moved around and I had my one student, she ended up going to Florida for the winter and like just, just for a change. And so the barn kind of got, got quiet. So I don't, I didn't need any working students or groom at the time, but it's, it's starting to pick up. I'm almost back to 10 horses and um, I'll probably be at some point looking for a working student. I know a lady um, or a girl, contacted me about it and I was like oh like I'm not I don't really need a working student right now but I'll if anything changes I'll for sure contact you and I I don't really like doing that I feel bad because I don't want to turn them down but I'm like I don't think it's going to be I don't have enough work for for them to do so so like you'll be cleaning your own stalls and all that stuff uh no I have someone working for me to do that oh okay like they clean the stalls and they feed and turn out and all that. But okay. as far as like tacking up and taking care of the horses and gotcha. and all that, I, I just do all that now. So, wow. which is fine. How about that? Very cool. Yeah. Now do you, do you, your horses, are they all um, individually owned or do you have syndicates for horses as well? What's, what do you got there? Uh, no, I, I don't have any syndicates. They're all individually owned. Um, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, super familiar with the syndication thing. Like I haven't had to 
do that for anything. Um, I guess luckily or, or not, I don't know, but, um, they're all, yeah, like I, the one horse nonsensical I own and then Jacoby is split between my mom and I, I mean, I, she mainly pays for him. So, yeah. <laughs> um, and then all the other ones, they have just, just their own owners. So, wow. um, how, how do you go from how, like, just, can you speak to like, how, how does somebody go from working at Starbucks to starting their business? Like, how do you, how do you track down owner? Like how, how do, and, and I mean, I know maybe this is too personal or if it's too, you know, you don't have to give the super huge answer, but you know, that's a, a, a question I have is how does someone even go about finding owners? It's just amazing to me, you know, that. Yeah, that's, it's, it's kind of a tricky thing because anyone that knows me knows that I'm pretty quiet and humble and I don't I don't really like to talk about myself or brag about myself so like even when you said that in the beginning I was like yeah that's that's not my forte to talk about myself (laughs) and it's it's hard because once you get to the point where you are doing interviews like you kind of have to or if, if you're trying to get sponsors like you have to sell yourself and it's that's been a hard thing for me to do but I I think going back to the Starbucks thing like it it made me a lot better communicating with people since I kind of grew up with the horses and didn't do a lot of social things, I guess, so to speak. Mm -hmm. I never really like was very good with people. Um, It's not that I didn't like want to talk or know them. I just, I never did it. So I think working at Starbucks and, and I ended up being like supervisor and then was like the assistant manager. Um, it, it definitely threw down some, some of just like the ground lines of, of running like your own business in a way, just all the, the managing, the ordering, the like dealing with unhappy customers, happy <laughs> customers, like, you know, just all, all the managing of the store, which, it sounds so opposite from the horses, but it's, it's not, you know, it's all, it's all kind of the same. How about that? Um, yeah. So it's, it's, as far as like, yeah, I mean, the, the people that I met when I moved out here are really good people. And it was actually funny because when I came out here, everyone was like, you went, you went to Kentucky, you went to Kentucky. Like, it was like <laughs> the biggest thing out here. And I was like, uh, yeah, like, I, I don't know, I don't know if I was just still so humble or if it wasn't such a big deal on the East Coast, but like, it was a big deal when I came out here and I was like, well, I went one year, I had to stop that year. And then the next year I didn't finish and it didn't seem to matter. Like, it was still <laughs> like, it was like kind of, it was a little bit crazy. Like I was like, it wasn't like they were acting like I won it. And I was like, <laughs> I just, I just went like, so the, the friends that I've had here, like I, I can honestly probably give them all the credit for talk, like being my voice in a way and, and introducing me to everyone else out here and, and other riders and but the future owners and all that. So, um, wow. I think it's just a support support group and my friends that yeah, helps me with getting the sponsors and what's I mean it's it's a tricky sport too because it's like in order to get sponsors and to get people to want to sponsor you you do have to 
do well. So it's like you can't go out and fall off at every show. Or not <laughs> yeah, right, right. So it's it's a lot of work. It's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of training, and just your hard work pays off at some point. So. Oh yeah. It's yeah. It's I mean it's everything kind of works in a circle. So. That's awesome. Yeah, you know, even even to get even to get clients like it's. I don't. For me, in my eyes, like I don't see how someone can train with someone that maybe isn't doing your level or above or doing well. Mm-hmm. You know, so right. it's it's pressure there for me. Like, yeah, of course I want to do well for myself, but I still want to be some like a role model or like I need to be that person for my clients to look up to, and they can trust me when I'm trying to help them, and trust me when I'm riding their horse and and all that. So. I think that's, it's, uh, I yeah, it. I mean, everyone, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot to think about and it's a lot of work. I mean, obviously people will get like, oh, you're so lucky you're, you can make your passion, your, your job and everything. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like I'm super lucky, but it's, I gotta be good at it. Like I, I gotta work hard. Like, yeah. Yeah. Luck, so, luck, luck still, and then they're, they're <laughs> lucky. And then you're there at the barn for 12 hours every day yeah, you know, and, yeah. and getting bucked off in yeah. all the horses or whatever. I mean, it's a, yeah. a lot of, a lot of what people call luck is actually hard work and determination and, yeah. and you know, it is. <laughs> I'm like, you're, you're, I was like, these other people are still making more money than me. Like I'm, of course I'm lucky to do what I love to do, but I'm, I'm not going to be a millionaire doing it. Like right. I'm just, I'm going to be happy, but I'm not going to be like, putting a lot of money away because yeah, right. yep. as everyone know like they, they're not cheap so <laughs> yeah <laughs> very expensive uh, that's crazy yeah all right so emily we have we're gonna have a little bit of fun a little bit of fun um we have okay. a segment called quick fire questions quick fire questions just five questions uh just to kind of get to know you a little bit more um okay. so you ready yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. If you're on a road trip, what's on your radio? Uh, probably country. Nice. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. All right. <laughs> Are you a dog or a cat person? Uh, dog now. Dog. Yeah. Wow. She said a change. I used heart. to be. I have a dog and a cat, but I think yeah, dogs are. I I won't get a cat again. <laughs> I'll definitely get another dog, but not another cat. <laughs> um, any hobbies besides horses? Um, you know, it's I I don't really do much of anything else. I if I don't know if it's a hobby. I just I like to go to the beach. I like to I like to be out in the sun and and go on some road trips that don't involve horses. So sounds good um, to me. Yes. Yeah. Other than that, there's not much else. I wine drinking. I That's a hobby, yeah. right? Yeah. I like, I do. I like to drink wine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a plus. Yeah. <laughs> Especially where, where you guys live. Yeah. Um, if you could ride any horse past, present or fiction, who would it be? Um, actually, it's funny. I just saw a picture of him. Probably Winsome Adante. Ooh, and, good answer. Yeah, Kim Severson. No? Yeah, yeah. That's Kim, a a plus yeah. answer. Yeah, yeah. Really good My one. Horse yeah. is really nice. Yeah. All right. Last question. Do you have any good luck or superstitions routines before an event? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, I just—I uh, laugh because I was just talking about superstitions. <laughs> and, uh, it's like we read your mind. Yeah, it's. I don't know if I. I don't really have anything in particular. I think the one thing that I do is I. I always wear the same socks for jumping, and they're they're my ninja socks. Ninja. You know? <laughs> I always have a pair of those on when I'm competing at a show. Um, other than that, I mean, no, nothing crazy. I, I can't get too into it because you, it's, it gets a little bit too much sometimes. I gotta, but, we, you gotta send us a picture of the ninja socks. Oh uh, yeah, I will. Okay. Absolutely. Oh, thank uh, you. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta see these things. That is yeah. awesome. That I, might be a, a West Coast thing because Matt Brown, Matt Brown, he has, has a pair of socks too. Yeah, his socks, yeah. Oh, uh, he has the, super, the Superman socks. Yeah. Right? Yes, he does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Another guest. You missed it. You really got to start listening to this podcast. Really. <laughs> <laughs> no, it sounds really good. Uh, <laughs> only, only the cream of the crop guests are on this podcast. Karen. Yeah, that's oh. it. No, no B level. Everyone's A or A plus <laughs> level right. eventer. No scrubs on the Major League Eventing podcast. <laughs> just, that's, so that's just a joke. Right. <laughs> I don't want anyone to think of anything funny. That was it. You passed. Flying colors. Look at you. Oh, my goodness. We tell people. We, we definitely go back and we grade everyone's answers, but we don't tell you the answers. But we're definitely keeping score. <laughs> How yeah. well we think you answer, so. Uh-huh. Awesome. <laughs> Being that you're super competitive, you did very well. I was going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, Emily, um, do you have any advice for a young rider wanting to make it in the sport? Uh, just keep working hard. Like like I was saying before, it's the sport's tough because you're going to have a lot of ups and downs, and it's like well, like any sports stuff, but you're you're dealing you're working with a horse, so it's uh, I think mainly don't let the downs get to you because they're gonna happen, you know. And it's work work through it. If you really want it, work through it. If you don't, then then don't do it. Like find something else that you want to do. But I know I've I've helped a few a few uh, colleagues out when they've they've had a couple falls or they're just, they're in a rut. Nothing seems to be going right. Everything's falling apart. And I'm like, just, just take time. Think about it. Like, obviously you're still here at the barn. Your horse is tacked up. You're sitting on your horse. So you still want to do it. So just take your time. There's no rush to get all the way to the top and be the best you can be. Like be, just be smart about what you're doing and, and, and work, work hard for it. You know? Yeah. So, you know, you see a lot of kids that might be trying to get to the top and do too much too soon, and they end up hitting a wall. And it's just it's a little bit unfortunate because it, it breaks the confidence in in the kids. So mm-hmm. yeah, sometimes I worry because there are a lot of young people that are, you know, the, the people like I mean, like you ten years ago, uh, you know, and yeah. today's people. I mean, there, there's a lot of young people right now that are basically professionals while they're still in high school or, you know, they're, they're either homeschooling or things like that. So I, sometimes I wonder, you know, everyone's different, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it's w- whether you yeah. can handle the pressure or not, or if you, if, you know, if, uh, if you're doing it for yourself or if you feel like you're pushed. So, I mean, I guess I like your answer that it's kind of like, and I like the fact that you 
are speaking to the people who need a little break and maybe are afraid to take a break and they're afraid to take a break. They'll never get back. And, and I think that this is a great perspective that you're bringing to our listeners is that you're, you're a person who was on the, on the verge of going to the Pan Ams or the Olympics and you, you, you know, you recognized your heart wasn't in it and you took a step back and you figured out if, if you wanted to do it or not. And I think that's, I think yeah. that's really valuable for the people listening mm-hmm. that this is a different perspective that we probably haven't had on our show I yet. I don't think Karen, so. Mm-mm. Of someone that with your background. So thank you for being so honest about that. I think, I bet you're really yeah. going to help some people. Yeah. I mean, it's, I come across a, a handful of people that have gone through the similar thing or they're at the same point or even, even riders that have had a bad fall and it's, it's, broken broke their confidence like i i had a bad fall at fair hill the first time i went in 2005 and i came back the horse and myself we were scared and i just remember that's actually kim severson was the coach of the developing riders and i i still did that i still got on that list and i was like who who do you recommend for me to go to i'm 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 stuck right now and uh she she told me Buck Davidson, so I was like, okay, like, let me try it, and it worked. And of course, I always give him the credit for getting me to Kentucky because he got me there on that same horse and got my wow. confidence back. And and it, it was a lot to work through. And I remember thinking though, like, even when I was asking Kim, I was like, I I think I need a bit of help. Like, I remember thinking, and I was seven eighteen at seventeen eighteen at that point, and I'm like, I need to really figure out whether I should just give up. Or if I really want this and I need to work through it, obviously I worked through it and I didn't, I didn't want to give up, but I was, I was almost there because it was, it was a scary place to be. Mm-hmm. So when a, when a lot of people have falls or they, they just lose their confidence for whatever reason, like it's, that's why I'm just, I'm like, just, it's okay. Like, it's okay. Don't push yourself if you're not ready. Like take a step back, think about it, think about what you want, like, Go back to novice if you have to, if you still want it, but you're not ready to do the level you were at, just go back, like take your time and just, and then same with the people that want to take a break. Sometimes it can be so overwhelming and you kind of get lost a little bit in your head and then you, you start making bad decisions or you're not riding as well, or it just, you just need a break and it's, it's not a bad thing if you disappear for a little bit. Yeah, people might ask or talk or whatever, but who cares? Like, who cares? you have to focus on you. And uh, sometimes you can come back better than you were before. So That's I awesome. think it's, I think it's even any sport, really, not even just the equestrian sport. I think it's good to, to give yourself a break and just let yourself recharge. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking about. I think. Yeah, I think I think some people overdo it and then they 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 get burnt out but they keep pushing and pushing and then they they really get burnt out. Yeah. And it's it's unfortunate, you know, mm-hmm. either you see you see accidents or you just you see their business fall apart or and it's it's hard to to see and for someone to go through but so what do you yeah. think? Are, are your goals to maybe uh, get back to the Pan Am or an Olympic kind of uh, aspirations? Yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking of which, I, I applied for the Pan Ams for this year. So oh, awesome. Um, 
yeah, I I worked with Eric Devander, the coach now, and he's he said it a couple times that which I mean he asked he's like did you apply for the Pan Ams and I was like yeah and then he asked me again I was like yeah you asked this so <laughs> I was the first I was literally the first one to apply for the the Pan Ams so um on the list for that I mean I don't I know the Olympics are next next year but I don't I don't foresee that happening I think if if I'm gonna go for the Olympics it'll probably be in 2024 but um yeah i mean I, I still have the goals to to try to be on a team and That's awesome. i did i did three years of young riders on three different horses at three different venues so i enjoyed that a lot i enjoyed having the team atmosphere and that the whole layout of of that so i i would love to do it again and do it for the country so heck yeah that's what i'm talking about <laughs> Not a young rider anymore. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Your website has a nice big stars and stripes uh, uh, theme going. So yeah, I'm all about that. That's awesome. Tell yeah, tell Eric Devander that we said hello, Eric. I I will. I, I, oh, here he goes. I take. I, I if you listen to the show, I'm going to tell you, but I take all the credit for Eric being the, being the coach. But you have to go back and listen to past episodes, and you can hear all about me talking about how I get all the credit, Karen. Yeah. Right? So, <laughs> If you mentioned who I, I was, he'd probably be like, uh. I let him believe it. Yeah, she lets me believe <laughs> it. One of these days we'll get Eric on. He'll prove it. Whatever, whatever makes, whatever makes you happy. Yeah. <laughs> One day we're going to get Eric on the show. Eric is going to say, yes, Rob. Thank you. America owes Rob a, a debt of gratitude. So it'll be all right. So, and then That's I tell awesome. Eric, I say, Eric, don't make me look bad by getting you on being a coach, you know? So I tell yeah. him he's got expectations. Like he's gonna. They're gonna. Some of this is gonna get back to him, and I'm gonna be in big trouble. But yeah, you will. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I don't. He's gonna be back out here in two weeks, but I don't. He's gonna be up in Paso Robles, so I don't think I'll see him. But. Gotcha. Well, best of luck with that. Yeah, that's that, awesome. awesome. Super, super stuff. Yeah. Thank you. So it's been exciting. Yeah, man. That's man. She's back. She's, She's back, back, Karen. She's back. Heck yeah. yeah. That's what I'm talking about. So hey, yeah. the um, yeah, as we kind of start winding things down. Um, we always like to recognize any supporters or sponsors that you would like to shout out. And so we know who's behind you and, uh, yeah. what, you know, who, who's kind of keeping Emily Libby tacked up and, and looking good out there. So what, uh, what do you got going for sponsors and stuff? Um, well, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't consider I have a main sponsor. They're all kind of equal, but, um, I've been, I've been working with Adeptus supplements for a while and they've, they've been, really good with with getting me my supplements and making my horses happy and healthy and um i i've been really happy with them and then um county saddles which is funny because i i've never been a, a big fa- i've been i'm so picky with my saddles and i've, I've never been a big fan of mono flaps um mm. i've always been a bit old school and when they came out with their with their jumping mono flap, which was a few years ago now, mm-hmm. um, I decided to try it and I just absolutely fell in love with it and like wouldn't want to be in any other saddle. Like a couple of my clients have gotten it and they're so happy and and then they even just came out with a new mono flap for dressage and I'm super picky with my <laughs> dressage saddles. <laughs> and uh I I don't have a dressage saddle from them but when they got the mono flap I was like 
this is perfect. Like I, the saddle is, I want it. So I ended up, I just got it a few months ago. Wow. Um, and I absolutely love it. So, and no coincidence, and then all of a sudden she just won. Yeah, yeah I don't know. right, so, right. I don't know what could it be. I got my my best dressage score, and look at that. <laughs> there it is. Um, and then I also I just started up a new partnership with High Gain Feeds, and I know they're um, they're just kind of starting in the U.S. I guess they're originally New Zealand, I think, um, or Australia. Um, and they just they just started coming to the U.S. I think just about a year now, but they've been kind of picky with with who they want to uh, sponsor. And luckily, I was one of them, and I've been super happy with their grain. Like, it's literally changed everything with my horses in a good way. Um, like, just their coats and their energy, and they're so happy to be eating food with, like, some taste to it <laughs> and not just, like, dog food pellets or anything like that um i've been super happy with them and then also zandona boots uh they're jumping boots i, I don't want to jinx myself but i think ever since i started using their jump their boots for jumping um i've jumped clear so oh. wow yeah they've been and they they're actually they have a, a pair of boots that have some magnets in it which is really good for healing and stimulation so I have a couple pair of those boots. Um, they've been great. And then also dressage sport boots, which I've always used for schooling. And I've even used used some of their sport boots on horses for cross country. Um, and they've been good. I, I love the longevity of those boots. They last forever. And uh, they just look nice. They, like, they have really nice colors and it, it looks pretty sharp. Um, and then so oh the flex and nev yeah which i haven't i haven't used it on on my new horse or on jacob but mm -hmm. i i use it on nani a lot who had really bad allergies and uh it's it's helped him a lot so i've been really happy with that i know i i think tammy uses it well as well and a couple other people that deal with uh the horses with allergies um and then last but not least is APF. I think if anyone has horses, they should have APF because you can use it. It helps their gut so well for traveling and for stress and even for energy. I, I give Jacob a little syringe of it before and after each discipline. And it's like with, when with Jacob, I need a little extra excitement like I don't, I don't mind if he's a little bit fresh and that's uh -huh. it's definitely given him a little extra kick and it's it's good for healing too and and recovery after a hard workout so hmm. I think even for humans yeah even even for humans it it does not taste good at all <laughs> <laughs> but if you mix it like if, if you're feeling a little sick or like if you're starting to feel sick or if you feel a little tired or run down, you just need like a little extra boost. Just put a little bit of it with, I like to mix it with orange juice or apple juice. Just do a quick, wow. you know, small, small glass of it or just a shot of it, whatever you want to do. And uh, trust me, like it, it, that stuff's amazing. APF. Like, Is this the Auburn laboratory? Yeah. It's, yep. Auburn Laboratories. APF. I've never heard of this. Yeah. I never did either. Yeah. It's, it's a miracle it's, here. It's 
It's advanced protection formula. Gotcha. Wow. Yeah, and it's just it's it's a little up. bottle with some some magic juice in it. Magic juice. <laughs> magic that's juice. what I need. Some magic juice, Karen. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know that's why. Besides acknowledging sponsors, um, you know Whitney Weston when we were talking to her a while ago, you know she said these are yeah. problem solvers. These are you know so by. By you telling us about your sponsors, not only is it you're giving back to your sponsors, but someone listening at home might be learning something, just like we are right now yeah. about this APF from right. Auburn. And uh, right. guess what? I'm going to ditch my multivitamin, get on some APF, Karen, and I'm in. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's all natural, too, and it's all healthy and obviously, like, legal for the horses. And Yeah. But I, I swear, like for me even when i feel like i'm starting to get sick and with all the traveling we do and mm-hmm. and the driving and everything it's it's pretty common for us to feel a little under the weather so it's you just take a little bit of it even every morning during a show or just when you start to feel a little bit worn out and it makes a pretty unbelievable difference That's and i can awesome. feel it with the horses too that is great yeah that's, that's awesome. great to know uh, thanks for sharing looking that, that up Holy smokes. It's pretty magical stuff. Magical stuff. Magic juice. Magic juice. Yeah. Yeah, the magic juice. They, magic they gotta juice. rebrand it. The magic juice. <laughs> yeah. It definitely mix it with something if you take it because it uh, it does not. I think the horses like it, but uh, <laughs> that's funny. It doesn't taste very good. <laughs> How can our listeners uh, follow you? Do you have any social media uh, website? Yeah, I have. I have Facebook and I have Instagram. Um, I'm still, I, I don't know if I would consider myself new to Instagram, but I think I got it like a few months or like less than a year ago, but I, I'm, I'm not, I'm trying to be better about posting more things. I'm not a huge social media person, which I think goes back to me. Not like, I don't, it's hard for me to like brag or post about myself, but I've been trying to be better. Actually, still need to make a post about this last weekend. <laughs> but yeah, they can they can follow me on on Instagram or Facebook. Um, Just under Emily Libby, right? Yeah. With yeah, two E's. Have, yep. Awesome. And how about the website? Um, it's just Emily Libby Eventing. Emily Libby Eventing. Keep it nice and straightforward. I like that. Good yeah. branding. Yeah. Let's keep it all. Right yeah, with the name. Easy. No, no crazy names. No crazy names. <laughs> Emily Libby. Well, Karen, yeah. what do you think? Was this awesome? This was really good. Really awesome. Yeah. Emily, thank you so much for coming on the show. We yeah, really- of course. Thank, this thank was awesome. you so much for having me. Oh, man. And we think that this is definitely going to be um, one of those episodes where people really um, feel you know, like they got some value on, on their end, the young, the young riders out there that are listening mm-hmm. and the parents yeah. that are maybe watching their kids kind of maybe struggle a little bit mm-hmm. and not, not right. many people will, will say, Hey, if you need the time, take it. You know, a lot of people want to figure right. out a way how they can push through. And sometimes there is no way. Sometimes you have to just take it easy. And here you are, you're back applying for the Pan Ams yeah. and uh, you're yep. better for it. Yeah. Thank you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Yes. This was you. great. Awesome. Thank you guys. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. You can leave us a review on Apple iTunes or visit us at MajorLeakEventing.com. Cheers. <laughs>